common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. With us today is the former vice president of the United States of America and uh, a uh, good friend and uh, one smart guy. And uh, Congressman King, you wanted to say hello to him? And Mr. Vice President, I just want to say hello to you and say for the record, I never met a more honorable guy at all in, uh, in Washington. You stood out from all the rest of us, put it that way. Ed Cox? Uh, Mr. Vice President, you were a great vice president, especially under the circumstances. And Mr. Vice President, what are you doing in New York? <laughs> well, John, first, thanks for having me on WABC. And, and uh, you've got in the studio uh, now three men I greatly admire, <laughs> including <laughs> you. I just I want to thank you for the honor of being with you today. And I'm, I'm looking forward to being in the Hamptons with the Manhattan GOP. We, it's, a, it's a year when it's all hands on deck. I've been traveling all over the country doing my part to support the Republican cause. And, John, I'm really looking forward to being with the Manhattan GOP tomorrow and uh, uh, but I, I just think, you know, we are we are now September 1st. We are rapidly approaching Labor Day. We are on the cusp of a great, great Republican victory. And I'm going to do everything I can to help support the men and women that are standing for the House, the Senate, for governorships like Lee Zeldin in New York and people at every level. We're going to deliver a great Republican victory for all the American people. Uh, Mr. Vice President, can you give us your personal report on some of the senators running, because it looks like the Republicans, the Congress is going to go Republican, and the Senate, people are saying, well, it's 50-50. What say you? Well, I say I, I hope the Democrats believe that. <laughs> they just, I know they, you know, when Democrats start spending money in Washington, D.C., they get a little more confident, I think, John, as you and I know well. You know, the, Joe Biden just signed that more runaway spending, $750 billion with his so-called Inflation Reduction Act. They feel a little flush with that, flush with an extraordinary pro-life victory. And in the Dobbs case in the Supreme Court, that's given America a new beginning for life. But I have to tell you, everywhere I go, uh, I think the American people are fed up. Uh, inflation's at a 40-year high. Gasoline prices are still through the roof. We have the worst crisis on our southern border in history. We have crime on the streets, New York, and all of our great cities across the country. I think, I think the American people look at where we are today uh, and contrast that with the years of the Trump-Pence administration, where we saw 7 million good-paying jobs created, wages rising at their fastest pace in 10 years. With the support of great people like Pete King and the Congress, we, we stood with our allies, stood up to our enemies, we secured our border. The American people want to get back to that, and I think, and I think, uh, whatever the optimism is among the Democrats, what you hear in the media, uh, I think it's, I think the American people are ready for a change, and they're ready to get back to what we know works, which are sound conservative Republican principles put into practice. Well, we, we, need, we need more common sense in Washington. We definitely need more common sense in Washington. Ed Cox, so, uh, so, Mr. Vice President, you would feel on the foreign policy hey, side that the uh, uh, that Mr. Biden is continuing his unbroken record, as the former Secretary of Defense said, of being wrong on every major foreign policy issue of right. the last 40 years. Right. Well, he just simply has. I, You know, I, the good book says to mourn with those who mourn and grieve with those who grieve. We just passed the anniversary of that disastrous withdrawal uh, from Afghanistan that, that took the lives of 13 servicemen and women and dishonored, 
dishonored the memory and sacrifice of 20 years uh, of our military that fought to defend our freedom in Afghanistan. But, I mean, the very idea that, that this administration is still at the table uh, with Iran trying to restart the Iran nuclear deal, the very idea uh, that they have uh, they capitulated to Russia on the Nord Stream 2 a pipeline. I, I think they've they've created the conditions, uh, Ed, that have really emboldened our enemies around the world. No surprise. Look, Vladimir Putin is responsible for the for the uh, unconscionable, unprovoked war uh, that he's waging in Ukraine. Uh, China is responsible for their provocations in Taiwan Straits and the South China Sea. But let me let me tell you what Pete King could tell you uh, with his vast experience. In the intelligence world, there's no question that weakness arouses evil and the missteps by the Biden administration on the world stage uh, have emboldened uh, our adversaries around the world. And we've got to get back to peace through strength. Mike, what do you expect President Biden to say in his speech tonight? Uh, can he fool the American people that somehow it, it's the Democrats who are pro-cop? And what impact do you think it's going to have on the elections? And thanks for the kind well, words. Uh, yeah, well, you know, look, you're one of the preeminent leaders in, on intelligence and uh, national security in the country, Pete. You know how much I respect oh, you. Thank you. Look, I, I think whatever he says tonight is just going to be an attempt to change the subject. I, you know, I know he's he's going to give a big speech talking about democracy and and returning to his uh, his his uh, you know his campaign theme of a battle for the soul. Of America, but I got to tell you, I'm talking to you from my front porch here in Indiana. Uh, th- that's just not what the American people are talking about. I mean, I, you know, I don't have the entourage I had for the last four years. So I talk to a lot of people in airports. I talk to people at grocery stores, at gas stations. Look, the American people are hurting. I mean, we see this crime wave in our cities. We know that the Democratic Party, whatever they're saying these days, has been undermining public confidence and support for law enforcement. I mean, and then they see the runaway spending uh, uh, and, and recently a bill that actually raised taxes in the midst of a recession. And, and they just know that this inflation at a 40 year high, the war on energy that's driven up gasoline prices. That I mean, the question I get everywhere I go, Pete, is can we get it turned around? Can can we get it back? And I, I look at all of them with boundless confidence in the American people. And I say, we're going to get it all back. Well, Mr. Vice President, in there, November 22. There, the, the speech that's being given tonight will be carried, I understand, by all the networks. And yet it seems to be a political speech. Uh, there's no new program being announced. There's no big incident, incident that the president has to address. Uh, isn't it unusual under these circumstances for the networks to carry the speech? Well, I mean, you, you could have been a fly on the wall when I read the news the other day that it was going to be a primetime speech. And what they were previewing, he was going to talk about, I had the exact same reaction. It's hard for me to believe that during during our administration uh, that uh, the major networks would have afforded time for a pre-Labor Day speech going into midterm elections, which is clearly going to be focused <laughs> On politics and yeah. political themes, it just—it it was you—you you know it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But look, look—the the great thing that we've got going for us is their record and our record. And I, I truly do believe that that in order to to make this not just a winning election but a realignment election, 
at every level that went to seize the opportunities, not just to win the House, to win the Senate, but to elect Lee Zeldin as the governor of New York, to to elect a Republican governor in Oregon, to, to literally see Republicans in the ascendancy around the country is we've also got to, to lay out a positive vision based on our proven record to the American people, which is something that we did at my foundation in Washington with the help of a lot of former cabinet members about six months ago. You can go to advancingamericanfreedom.com and read about an eight-page freedom agenda that says, here's the conservative agenda, the conservative vision from Ronald Reagan to Donald Trump, and what the policies were that drove American renewal in the Reagan years, drove the longest peacetime expansion, rebuild our military, and then during the Trump-Pence administration saw all of that happen again. And so it's all in one place. So that's my one challenge to all of our Republicans. I'll say it to the Manhattan GOP tomorrow night is, you know, you can't beat a program without a program. And Mr. Here, Vice President, this yeah, we have a accountable and Mr. Vice President, forward. it's Lydia Serrano. We have uh, two minutes left before we have to go to a heartbreak. Sir, how do you feel about the president of the United States demonizing half of America, calling MAGA, anybody who wants to make America great again, a semi-fascist? And then the second part of the question is, how do you feel about what's going on regarding President Trump and the raid and all of that? Well, let me say, I, I think President Joe Biden owes the American people an apology. I mean, a study, a study of the history of fascism in the 20th century uh, wouldn't take you too long to see that uh, no American deserves that label. And, and to, be, to be using that kind of rhetoric, to me, suggests desperation by the Biden administration. I think they see the train coming down the tracks in the 22 midterm elections. And I think we'll probably hear tonight some of the same rhetoric, just trying to distract the American people from their failed policies at home and abroad. Now, with regard to uh, President Trump, I I will tell you that from literally the hours after uh, the FBI uh, search warrant was implemented at at Mar-a-Lago, I've been calling for transparency. I mean, the very idea that the, the American people the deserve the truth. I, look, the American people deserve the truth. This was an unprecedented act. No former president has ever been subject to a search warrant of his personal residence in history. And therefore, this requires unprecedented transparency. And I'm continuing to call on Attorney General Garland to come forward with the rationale, come forward with the facts and the argument, if any, to justify this unprecedented action. That being said, as I said when I was in New Hampshire not long ago, I think it's also important in this moment as Republicans that we remind the American people that whatever Joe Biden's going to say tonight, we're the party of law and order. We're the party that stands with the men and women on the thin blue line of law enforcement. And, and I believe some of those the calls that we've heard to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. And so what we've got to do is hold the attorney general accountable for the decisions that he made, demand transparency for the American people for this unprecedented action. But for all the challenges that we face, that my friend Pete King knows more about than most Americans ever will, the challenges that we face on our streets, the challenges at home and abroad, 
we need to stand with the men and women that stand on the thin blue line at the local, state, and federal level as never before. We all agree 100%. Mr. Vice President, thank you for coming on WABC. And I look forward to meeting you at uh, my daughter's event for the Manhattan GOP tomorrow night. Thank you, John. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks for being with this great group. God bless you all. Thank Mike, you. stay in touch, Mike.